This is Collector's Quest Episode 8. Today, Kat and I talk about our retro gaming holiday memories as the season is upon us. Welcome to another episode of Collector's Quest. I'm Johnny, and I'm here with my co-host as always, Kat. Hey, Kat, how's it going? Good, how are you? Oh, pretty good. Just getting over the Thanksgiving holiday here in the States. How and did are... you have a busy Thanksgiving holiday? Oh, yes, it was It was very busy. Family was around, and turkey was eaten, and, um, you know, shopping was avoided. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. Um, I know you guys had Thanksgiving in October. Um, so what is that, like, how does that bleed over uh, American... Uh, Thanksgiving and Black Friday. Does it bleed over into Canada at all? Like, what happens? Well, our, our Thanksgiving is on October 12th, so we're way, way, way ahead of you guys. <laughs> so we get that out of the way, and then it, you know, goes into the Halloween craze. But we do have a whole bunch of Black Friday sales on, um, I guess, to coincide with your guys' Thanksgiving. Okay, so, um, yeah, so the Friday after our Thanksgiving, you guys get uh, our Black Friday sales as well. I... Yes, we don't have a Black Friday in October. <laughs> okay. Actually, I, I'm sure it makes some sort of sense. I'm going to have to wrap my head around. Canada's just like, eh, I guess it's probably all just the large companies are just like, eh, we're just doing all the sales on this day. So it, it just has no significance of being after Thanksgiving for you guys. No, it's just in something that happens in November for us. Okay. And do you look forward to that? Do you look forward to the game sales that happen there? I try and avoid, if at all possible, going out and buying stuff on Black Friday. Um, our sales don't tend to be, from what I've seen, I didn't do a whole lot of looking at flyers or looking online this year because there wasn't really anything I was after, but they just don't seem to be as good as what you guys have, especially like door crashers or really good sales. We have some good ones, but nothing like you guys have. Yeah, um, I'm not sure exactly what the sales were this year. I didn't really look too heavily. We... We had some good sales from a lot of the places I buy video games. Prior to that, the buy two, get one free. Um, so I'd already bought most of the games I needed as far as, like, items. I feel like Black Friday is just the day to go get a TV or a computer. But I, I have both of those things. Um, so there's no need for me to go out and deal with that kind of madness. So you kind of avoided the craziness for this year? Yeah, I mean, my wife and I went out... Um, on on friday late evening because everything uh, stays open super late so normally like a store would close at nine they're all open till like 11 uh in the evening so my wife and i will go out at like 10 o'clock and like oh let's go to target and see what's what's there like see if any sales were going on um we did get like some christmas decorations mm -hmm. and stuff but that was that was all we did really so you're saving the game shopping for either before or closer to Christmas? Uh, well, I still have a stack of like six games. I finished Tomb Raider, uh, beat Tomb Raider, enjoyed it very much. Um, so now I have Fallout and Black, uh, Black Ops 3 that I, I'm, I'm working on. Um, so that's what I'm playing. I just literally put in the Fallout disc uh, right before I came up here to make sure it was all loaded up and ready to go. So I can start playing tonight. So what are you playing? 
Um, actually, I sat down, had some good old NES fun with one of my favorites. Favorites. I played some Panic Restaurant today. Oh, you played some Panic Restaurant? Just casually played one of the most expensive games for the NES? Okay, but this is my reasoning why I like it, which is going to sound totally weird. I don't even care. I'm going to put it out there. I like Panic Restaurant because it's got food in it that's animated. So I either like adorable looking food or I like to eat. I'm not sure what that means. So I, your logic train here is so I like it because it's animated food? Yes, because I also like games like Tonic Trouble, which... Okay. Coincidentally, also has animated food in it. <laughs> so do you like Burger Time? Um, I can't say I'm terribly fond of Burger Time. <laughs> but I guess really the food isn't animated so much no. there. It's, um, it's not the same. <laughs> I will say Panic Restaurant, um, and I think I posted this um, on, one of, on Instagram uh, when I was asked my top five box arts. Panic, yes. Panic Restaurant is one of my favorite box arts. Of all time. I think it's amazing. It is a pretty different box art, I find, than any of the other NES games. Like, it's got a really unique style. Yeah, it, it, it's really bizarre. Um, you know, I don't know if I've ever played it, though. Oh, you should definitely play it. The graphics in it are another reason I really like it. Um, you know, it's getting a little later in the NES cycle, and the graphics are really great. Um, it's a challenging game. It, it's it's worth definitely worth a playthrough. Yeah, it's one of the Taito late release games, which is why it is so expensive. Uh, but, you know, and then le when you're later into a console's life cycle, um, that's when people have really figured out how to push the hardware. And I guess um, Panic Restaurant would be in that window. Yeah, and for me, it's one of those, uh, I love it because I love the game. And I like, you know, obviously we've stated that I like the food. And I like the graphics, but it's also nice that it is a game that is rare, that for me is a game I actually like. Now, did you first play that um, in your adult life, or is that something you found as a kid, or like, where did you find this? I have had never played that before I started uh, collecting. I had never seen it before I started collecting. I had never even heard of it, um, uh, but I've always loved playing Tonic Trouble ever since I got it um, when you know, when it came out for the N64. So the vegetable thing, I guess, or the that one's mainly vegetables, carrots and tomatoes and things like that. But the food-based games, I guess, started then. And then when I found out what Panic Restaurant was, it was a, I need to have this. Okay. Yeah. So, so you went from there. Tonic led, led you into this weird um, subcategory of games that um, only you really super enjoy, which is animated vegetables. Yeah, except I really, really don't love Princess Tomato. No, you don't love Princess Tomato? No, I think the name's adorable. It's awesome. It's in a bright pink uh, box with, you know, like clay-formed vegetables on the front. Right. But this point-and-click adventure thing, not my cup of tea. No, no, no point-and-click. I love point-and-click. Really? I can't uh, get it. Yeah, like, did did you not like games like Shadowgate or Wizardry or... I'm I'm just can't get into the point and click. Like I I try I've really tried about for like two minutes and then I'm like no that's enough. <laughs> oh yeah, it's um I mean it it has to be well written and you know it's a very narrative driven experience um, because you don't have to button mash or anything. Um, Shadowgate is one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, it doesn't take very long, but you just you know it's just. X or Y, you know, A or B. You do this or you do this. I mean, you do have some other options. You can, like, look around. You've got the little cursor. You can move around. 
um, you know, mainly these were computer style games, but I played a lot of them. Um, yeah. Uh, Maniac Mansion and stuff. Another good one. Um, Monkey Island. There's a lot of point and click adventures I really like. I'm I'm a fan of the the genre. And then like later games, like Mist. I'm also a big fan of in the the Mist series. Um, yeah, I'm into it, but it's not for everybody. Yeah, I think it's a specific kind of thing. You either really like it or you really don't is what I've come across for people. Like, there's not somebody who's like, oh, yeah, I could play it or I could not play it. Right. Um, so you're just hanging out right now, uh, aside from doing this podcast, playing playing some Panic Restaurant. So you didn't get it as a kid. You no. You found it as an adult from your tonic. But, like, what, what games... Um, maybe we can talk about, since we are going to the holiday season here, right? Where Canada still has Christmas, right? You guys have it on Oh, Sunday. yeah, we still have Christmas. Yeah, I complete yeah. with the snow and everything. Oh, man, I, I don't know what that's like. Your Christmas is more real than my Christmas. I know. See, we got you on something there. Yeah, I bet you could, like, sit around a fire and roast chestnuts and, like, look at snow. I've never roasted a chestnut, but, yes, we could sit around the fire and look at snow. <laughs> have you Have you had it snow on Christmas? Oh, yeah, lots of times. I mean, I can remember it used to being totally white on Christmas. Now, there's been some years we've only had a little bit of snow. Last year, we had more snow than I ever want to see again. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah so I had, um, I've had one white Christmas, and that was back when I was living in uh, northern Nevada, uh, which is a state neighboring California, where Las Vegas is. Yeah. But far north of Las Vegas uh, by Lake Tahoe, and uh, we had snow, and that was... Like, the first time I'd ever really been in a snow environment. And then I got some on Christmas, so that was awesome. Um, but, yeah, most of my Christmases are warm. I will probably be in shorts. Oh, well, I probably won't. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but let's talk about that. Let's talk about, since we're going into this season, we're getting towards Christmas. Let's talk about some sweet holiday gaming memories. Because, I don't know um, if you're like me, but as a kid... The one time I could rely on getting games was around Christmas. Um, so a lot of my uh, Christmas and my birthday. So my birthday being in October and Christmas being you know, here, like this is like the golden uh, quarter of the year for me. This is my favorite time of year. You get my birthday, Halloween, uh, dislike Thanksgiving because um, that means I have to hang out with my family. And then I get this sweet dash into Christmas uh, where we get you know, games and toys and, you know, a holiday madness and, you know, it, it, all the things I like um, going on around Christmas. So, you know, from that, I got a lot of my favorite gaming memories, um, good and bad, but a lot of my, you know, early childhood gaming memories come from this time. Is Do you find that to be true with you as well? Um, I have some gaming memories growing up uh, related to Christmas. I think the hardest thing was uh, my best friend lived literally two houses down and always had whatever gaming system was out. As soon as it came out, they had it. Like him and his sister had everything. So it was almost, I think, easy for people to be like, oh, you're not going to get that for Christmas because you can just go two doors down. Oh. Yeah, so I do have some, and um, one of the ones I really like uh, that I'll get into after actually has turned into something that's become uh, we do it every year tradition, which is kind of cool. Okay, what what is that? Um, so 
back in the N64, um, I got uh, the N64 the Christmas after it would have come out. I think it came out, what, September 96? I would have got it in 97. Um, which was great. I, I love the N64. Um, obviously, there's a lot of games I still like to play on it. But, um, you know, jumping ahead a couple years um, to the Christmas, I got Mario Party. And uh, my cousin and I are close. Uh, she's only a year and a half younger than I am. And we played the heck out of that. We stayed up all night long. We made craft dinner at two o'clock in the morning. I'm sure pissed my parents off to no end. What is craft dinner? You don't know what craft dinner is? No, I don't. What is that? That's like macaroni and cheese that comes out of the oh, box. Like, oh, like Kraft macaroni and cheese. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. In Canada, it's called Kraft Dinner. Oh, yeah. It's just mac and cheese here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I'm with you now. Yeah. So anyway, it became a tradition every Christmas, you know, we would play Mario Party and then of course Mario Party 2 came out, Mario Party 3 came out. But even now we still play it. Of course, we drink while we play it, which I think makes it more entertaining as the evening goes on. But it's been a tradition ever since and we still do it now i actually get a text from her the other day and she was like i hope you have the n64 and mario party and she does not play games she just plays mario party at christmas okay so you guys don't even you so strictly n64 you like you guys haven't even progressed like playing mario party 10 or anything this is strictly one two or three n64 only I can't get her to move beyond the N64. I can't get her to entertain the GameCube. No, it's for her. I think it's so nostalgic, and that's the only thing that she likes to play. So we we stick to the original 1, 2, and 3. Okay, and how old were you when this started? Uh, Christmas 99 would have been when I got Mario Party. Oh, God, now I'm going to have to try and think about how old I was. I don't want to do that right now. Okay, well, you're 27, right? Yeah. So, and uh, it, this is now 16 years past that, so you're like 11? Yeah. Yes. Right? And she would have been nine and a half, maybe 10. Okay. I, well, it's going to be very embarrassing if our math is all wrong there. Yeah, well, I was thinking about it, and I was just thinking after a day of doing math all day for work, I just I can't, my brain's fried. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. It's been, a, it's been a long day, and I've actually been doing a lot of math because I'm moving... Uh, a lot of my gaming room around right now i'm switching the shelves that certain nintendo consoles are on and then because they're not they're mostly the same size but like uh the super nintendo box and a nintendo box aren't the same size and then making sure they fit on the other wall i've been it sounds less hard than it actually has been like i'm just trying to fit everything in um into these spaces and it's it's not quite right. And then I have to account for box protectors and like future box protectors because like on a shelf, uh, one shelf will hold 21 games if each game has a box protector on it, uh, 22 if half of them have a box protector, and 23 if none of them or mostly none of them have a, a box protector. So You're like me then. You like everything to fit precisely yeah yes uh i precision like you you've seen pictures of my game room i i I hate these gaps and right now i'm gonna have to live with some gaps and stuff and it it is just it's driving me a little crazy as i've been i've been doing that all day oh yeah i can understand that i'm the same way i like everything very neat in its place perfectly fitting it drives me nuts when i can't fit like one game in it in the end of a shelf and i have that awkward space like it i can't stand it yeah i i have this thing going on where i might have 
uh, I guess it would be like in, um, be like a hanging widow where, uh, it's like when you have a character that goes like to the next line and that it's only one character on the next line. Yes. It's called a hanging widow. Um, I have one game that may not fit in the shelf for all my Nintendo games and it might just be like one game that doesn't fit. Oh no. I'm just, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, well if I take off seven box protectors out of these two shelves, like which games cannot be in a box protector that I'm okay with that. And then I can condense this one over. And if I do that three times, then I'll have enough room for a game. Literally that's the math I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, you can tell when you do math for a job, when you think about things in the game room in that much detail. Yeah, you know, just obsessively trying to get this just right. So, anyways, that's been my day with math, but um, as far as holiday gaming memories, um, mine are mine are a mixed bag. Um, my childhood was not delightful growing up. But I, you know, I was like every kid. I pretty much looked forward to Christmas and my birthday. The, you know, those are the best times of year. Um, had some kind of crappy things happen. But, um, you know, like I said, some of my favorite memories playing games uh, happened in that time. And for me, my most prominent holiday memory is actually around Metroid. Um, the original one for the Nintendo which came out in 1986. I don't know how I heard about this game, because um, I would have been, let's see, uh, five, I would have been in like third grade, uh, I think, thereabouts, um, third or fourth grade, and I really wanted this game, uh, except we were incredibly poor, so there was no guarantee I was going to get it. In fact, that year, it, it was turning into one of the worst Christmases um I'd ever had like it was uh, it, like it started out pretty good like my parents and I uh, we were super poor and like we lived in a motel um, during this period so we lived in like a motel six I don't know if you guys have those in Canada we have something similar yeah so we uh, we were like living in this motel and then finally got like a really crappy uh, apartment in this place uh, in this apartment complex and then we, we got in there, and we were getting in there for Christmas, uh, like, that month. And we, like, we couldn't afford a tree. We didn't have decorations. We didn't have, like, all of our ornaments because some of our stuff was, like, in storage or had been lost. We lost all of our stuff in storage, like, three or four times. I've lost everything I own multiple on multiple occasions. But uh, so we had no tree, and, you know, I, I was, like, seven or eight. Um, let's see, yeah, 87, or I'm sorry, 86. I was born in 78, so yeah, like eight years old. Um, so I'm not like being rational about it, you know. And you're just a kid and you want a Christmas tree and like what the F is going on. Um, That's like December 22nd, you don't have a Christmas tree. So I was, uh, I think, pretty bratty about that. Um, just like bummed out that there was no Christmas tree and didn't, like I've been told by my parents, there's like, you know, Christmas is not something that's happening. Like, there's no Christmas coming. Like, we're going to go to your aunt's. You'll probably get something there. Um, you know, we're not going to your grandma's this year. And, and like, my grandma lived in the same city as us, and that's, like, where all my family went. But we were on, on the outs with them, you know, so we couldn't go there that year. Um, so it was, like, it was pretty depressing, right? It's 
It's uh, it's looking pretty bleak. Uh, my parents eventually bring home like a half a Christmas tree. What I mean by <laughs> like a, a Christmas tree that has been broken in half, like the top is gone. So it's like a Christmas bush. Oh my goodness. My, yeah. My da- dad drags this thing in. I don't know. Like, I think he made the stand. Um, yeah. Like, like two days before. And like, I, the only thing I had talked about was Metroid and I don't know where I heard about it. And I don't know where my parents, uh, where they got it in their head that I wanted Metroid. Cause I don't remember telling them, but I must've, um, but they were pretty, you know, addle brained, uh, during that time. So it was like, they weren't super reliable uh, adults. They weren't people you would put your trust or faith in. Uh, but somehow, like that Christmas morning, like I came down expecting just nothing. Like we had this horrible bush with one like light string on it and uh, like a homemade ornament or two on there. Uh, super depressing looking. It was like Charlie Brown Christmas. Uh, you know, super sad. And then I had one present under the tree and it was Metroid. And, oh my goodness. Yep. That was uh, that was it for me. Like, I, and I just played the shit out of that game. That's all I wanted to play. And Metroid is probably the first game I, I credit it to, like making me fall in love with games uh, as as a you know something you do, not just like Mario sit down and play for ten minutes, but something like you immerse yourself into. Learn about the world. I wanted to know about Zebus. I wanted to know about Samus. I wanted to know about the space pirates. I wanted to know what was going on in the world of Metroid and, you know, there was exploration and backtracking and, but it wasn't just backtracking, you know, that's, uh, some people get really upset when you go back through an area, but you were, you know, the backtracking was also new exploration because you had access to new areas when you did it. You know, it was uh, an amazing experience. And like, even though that, that season was pretty, it was not a great time, right? So things were going very poorly and continued to go very poorly, but I, I loved the hell out of Metroid. Um, and that was kind of like uh, a nice surprise and a way for me to immerse myself in something else that wasn't my current reality. So it was at least something that was a positive experience and something that otherwise wasn't positive. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it was like, you know, it was just a way, it was, you know, it was escapism, which I needed some of. Um, it was just a way out and uh, it was also, you know, Metroid is just also awesome. Um, so it was just like a, a double win. And like I said, I don't know where I even heard of Metroid. It's not like uh, we didn't have cable or anything. I wasn't watching TV. I don't know where I would have heard about it. Uh, I was in and out of school, so I, I didn't really have friends. So I don't know, like, where any of my info for Metroid came from. Uh, Nintendo Power and Nintendo Fun Club aren't out yet. It's 1986. So, but uh, something happened, and I found out about Metroid, and that was it, and it, it carried over, and I got it, and um, so when I think back to that Christmas, I don't I don't usually remember all the shitty, terrible things that were going on in life at the time. I just remember how awesome it was that that's when I got Metroid. Like, that's, that's the my takeaway from that experience. Oh, well, that's good. That's good that even though... It was a crappy situation. It's something that, you know, started a love of games, which clearly you obviously still have. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, when I when I got back into gaming, Metroid was one of the first games I bought. And I actually um, had a request. Uh, I, I don't, wasn't sure if 
you tagged me. I think maybe, no, Super Chris tagged me on Instagram uh, to show my top three uh, uh, most played games as a child. And I haven't, I was setting that up uh, before we started recording when I have that picture just about ready to go. But Metroid's in there. Um, It won't be a spoiler because this will come out uh, well after the picture's up. But yeah, it's going to be Metroid, uh, Zelda, and Final Fantasy. Well, it's cool to hear the story behind it, because now when I see the picture, I'm going to know that there is, you know, know what the story associated with it is. Um, yeah, Metroid is one of those games for me, and I I used to, after that, it also led me to kind of obsessively play Metroid to try and, you know, get, get everything, like 100% complete it, you know, see how fast I, I did, like, speedruns as a child. I wasn't very fast because I wasn't, like, wasn't like a modern speedrun. But, you know, like, how fast can I do this? Like, how many times can, can I do it without dying? Like, how far can I make it without a death? Like, I used to do that kind of stuff uh, for Metroid. Well, that's awesome. That's kind of nice to have a memory that is that prevalent. Yeah, no, Metroid uh, sticks with me quite a bit. That's awesome. So that that's my holiday gaming memory. Uh, you know, and you've got, you've got Mario Kart. Or not, I'm not sorry, not Mario Kart, Mario Party. Yes. Um, and now, do you guys do, do you guys pick a random day, or is that just like something you guys do at Christmas? Uh, no, it's something we do at Christmas. It depends on when we usually never live, unfortunately, in the same place when it comes to Christmas time. So it depends on when she gets here, whether it's before Christmas or after Christmas, or if well. By the sounds of it, it may happen a couple times throughout Christmas because I've got a million texts about it so far. Okay. And is, is that something, um, are, you, are you going to ever try and push her further out of it? Or are you just content to, is it just the nostalgia? Are you just content to keep playing um, those three Mario parties, the original ones? I think what I like about the fact that we play through those ones is there'll be, you know, memories will be like, hey, remember that Christmas when... So I I think that's nice, though. I would like to try and get her to, like, maybe explore something a little bit beyond the N64, but we'll see how it goes, I guess. Yeah, but but that's not really... That's not the important part of it, right? The playing of the game is is just a vehicle for uh, for the bonding, right? Exactly. It's something that we do. And like, I mean, obviously, we still do it now. And we've been doing it for quite a while. So it's probably not something that's going to stop. Oh, well, that that's awesome that you guys get to um, keep doing that, especially as you both uh, get a little bit um, older, not old, but older. Uh, yeah. So now you guys are both in your, your mid 20s, right? Yes. Okay, awesome. That's yeah, a, so that's it's... a fun memory. Yeah, and it's neat. I like that it's something that's ongoing. Yeah, it's cool that it became a tradition and something you guys uh, can build on. So it's not just one memory. It's, you know, years and years of memories now compounded upon uh, this one transactional game. Exactly, and uh, John will probably jump in there at one of those times as he has for the last few Christmases. So Yeah, just getting, getting a, a little bit of... A little bit of drinking done while playing some Mario Party. You know, that's important. No matter how hard we try, of course, we both play video games and Laura doesn't, but we know at the end of it, she's obviously going to be the one who wins. Uh, well, Mario Party is a way to, it's not a way to make friends, I found, the few times I've, like, because if anybody is a serious gamer or competitive at all, Mario Party will find that person and make sure they have a negative experience. 
because they can't it'll just be bad bad luck dice for them and they'll lose to someone who's not trying which is how mario party is supposed to be played yes uh, and then but then they'll have the feel bads because you know they were being too competitive about it i think that's why you know a little bit of wine pairs really well with it because after a point we're just like ah, oh, whatever you stole my star i don't care okay yeah unless you are like a an angry surly drinker right like yeah no i'm not usually like a super angry drunk or angry when i'm drinking usually i'm pretty happy (laughs) okay so you should only like let me get do i see if i have this worked out you should only play mario party if you're okay with it not being competitive and you are not an angry drunk yes i think those are good guidelines i think a lot of issues could be avoided if people followed that okay yeah and also if you just remembered that you were supposed to be having fun and it and winning doesn't really matter. Is that does that also help? Well, I don't think you can ever count on winning in Mario Party. I mean, like you come down to it, and you're like, oh, I have too many stars. Nobody's gonna win this, and then it turns around. So it's just, I don't know. It's not a game to worry about getting upset over. Okay, well that that's good advice. I will have to spread that to many people I've seen playing Mario Party. Let's have to tap them and let them know it's not worth being angry over. Oh, there are some people I just won't play it with because they just can't, like, they're really upset when they don't win. Right. Yeah, I've seen that at Mario Party. I've seen people. I'm pretty competitive, but I'm I'm pleased to say that I've never lost my mind over uh, Mario Party. Well, that's, that's good to know. And I think it's one of those games where it's a bunch of mini games. It's almost worse because it's not just maybe winning or losing at the end. It's winning or losing 10 or 20 or 30 times. Yes. Right. Okay. Well, that, I think, wraps up this very quick episode of Collector's Quest. Do you have any uh, any shout-outs or anything you want to say, Kat? Uh, no, I think I got in everything I wanted to mention. Okay, well, tell us where we can find you on Instagram. You can find me at Catsylvania, K-A-T-S-E-L-V-A-N-I-A. And I'm at Johnny, J-O-H-N-N-Y, underscore, I-U-C-C-I, on Instagram, and you can always find my my not updated blog at gameoverjohnny.com oh and hey cat are we on itunes we are finally on itunes you will all be happy to know that because it will make life so much easier yeah we are totally on itunes now uh, and all all of our previous episodes are on there if you're listening to this uh and you found it on itunes congratulations and this you can stop listening here if you were listening just from our soundcloud page you can keep doing that if you want that's fine but if you want to take us on the go and get us on iTunes, uh, look up Collector's Quest Podcast. Um, there are two there listed. It's my old one, which I used to do with the old host, and now the new one I do with Kat. Um, and you can see that one picks up on Episode 5. It's got kind of the same cover art, so it's a little bit confusing. But you'll see Episode 5, 6, and obviously you can always just check the date stamps to find you are in the right one. But go ahead and uh, subscribe. Let us know uh, how you feel. And also, if you feel like you would be a good guest on Collector's Quest, we would love to hear from you. Tell us why you were a good guest. You can send me a direct message uh, either via email or just through Instagram. Um, Tell us where you specialize, like, you know, why you would be a good guest. Are you the best N64 collector around? Maybe you are, uh, but you have pretty stiff competition. Uh, from what I've seen floating around. But you get the idea. Kat, do you have anything to add to that? 
No, I think that's great. It's nice to be on iTunes, and hopefully that'll make it easier for everybody to tune in and listen. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a happy holiday, and we'll see you again. Music for this episode provided by Computer uh, from their album, It's a Chiptunes Holiday, Jingle Bells. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, I'm tired of it, you're